Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. It's January 19th, 2024. It's the last day of barrel scraping season. Of course, Monday begins the new season of The Bachelor. So excited for that. We'll have pre-show and post-show live streams. So much going on in the entertainment world. Saturday Night Live updates. The movie Saltburn. Are you guys familiar with this? We'll get into it. Apparently, there's some nude scenes making the ladies go crazy. Plus, we have Hugh Hefner's uh, widow speaking out. Snoop Dogg uh, has an offer from OnlyFans. Sophia Vergara being sued, and so much more. Why don't we start with some Bachelor heavy content and go right to the Bachelor PR Blitz, as it's known as Good Morning America has Joey in the hot seat. Have a listen. Everybody, he's a tennis pro. Joey Grazaday, Grazaday, I should say. He's ready to take a swing at love starting Monday night. So exli- excited for the new season of The Bachelor. We have an exclusive clip from the premiere. Check this out. It's really good. Wait, I love how you guys are sisters. That's so, That's so weird. Oh, like, Lauren is out there with Joey right now, and I'm feeling some type of way about it. I want to kiss him first, but just knowing she's having that upper all right, it's so these, these are uh, twins, or no, not twins, but sisters on the show. So we have some sisterly competition for Monday night's premiere. Like that jealousy aspect. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Here we go, Joey. All right, Joey's with us now in New York. So everybody say hi to Joey, the new bachelor in the hot seat. Now, this isn't new to you. You were on the other side of this, yep. on The Bachelorette last season with Charity, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you got right there to the end, and, and you told me off camera that you would have proposed. Yeah, it was it was one of those things. In that moment, it was something that felt like it was right. Uh, we created- He goes, in the moment, it was something that felt like it was right. You know, now, assuming he may or may not be with his finalist. You got to be careful what type of words you use. But he's, I mean, to think he was ready to propose to Charity is crazy because I don't think Charity was that into him. We had a great relationship and connection, but uh, so happy for her and Dotton. And I'm really excited to get my chance now. It's really what I'm focused yeah, on. Yeah, so you decided to, t- to take the leap after seeing that side of it. How was it for you? Like, I, you, you were on one side of it, but now being in Charity's position is quite different. Way different. And I will say that all day long. Uh, I think it was just one of those things I felt like my story wasn't finished. I felt the most ready in my life to find my person and to get that opportunity now, I'm just excited. Did you ever expect growing up that you would one day be on a dating show? How would you expect that? <laughs> uh, I, I never would have thought I'd be in this position. I was just a normal dude in Hawaii teaching tennis about a year ago and how everything's changed has been amazing and it, it really is exciting. You're only 28 years old though. Mm-hmm. Are you really ready to settle down? Yeah, I feel I the most like ready. I know. I 28, <laughs> I feel like it's decently old. I, if you, uh, no call. <laughs> You're gonna piss off a lot of people. No, but 28's the year that I started dating my wife here. I think I think for a guy, if he's been single in your 20s, that's fine. But if you're 38 or 40, whatever, it doesn't matter. You ask me this at 24, 25, no way. Uh, yeah. But these last couple of years have been really, really big for me, and I've been working on myself. And I think that's most important to be able to find your person is to be ready yourself. And yeah. I feel good. So how many women got out of those limos? Uh, it was the most ever. It was 32. So that's what uh, I heard. it's a, I it it's a, a lot, lot of women. A lot of women. Yeah. Can you give us any idea of, of 
what went down, so to speak, on that first episode when you saw all the gals, different ages, different yeah. everything, getting out of the cars? They all had fun with it. There's a lot of cool entrances. I think people are going to love it. There's a lot of tennis puns. There's a couple of Hawaii references, too. But I think on that, they just try to connect with you. And tennis was an easy way to connect. So yeah. there's a lot of that. What was the most outrageous? Uh, one girl came out, I think, like, tennis balls flew out of her car and said, like, I, had- I thought he was going to say tennis balls flew out of her crotch. That's what, that's what I thought. I thought she was going to have some sort of contraption set up to just do one of those tennis ball shooters. Oh, boy, my, my mind on a Friday. The balls to be here today. Oh, wow. So, you know, like, there's some bold ones like that. You're just going to have to wait and see them. How does that work? I was wondering. I was watching The Golden Bachelor, and I was wondering how he must have felt with some of those entrances. Do they frighten you, or, or do they work? There's a few that frighten you. Uh, people are bold. It's it's to stand out. I think the biggest part is it's supposed to show your personality. And yeah. I love when they do that. Uh, when I was in their position, I tried to do something very simple because it felt more like me. But a lot of girls try to stand out, and I, I enjoyed it. You know, I actually had a talk with Clayton Eckerd regarding his season when he was on Michelle Young's season of The Bachelorette and how he was kind of hesitant to kind of uh, interrupt her for a date. And, and, and it actually never made it to air, but he talked to me privately again i'm just sharing what i think i'm allowed to share where he said you know she um you know the producers sort of got him out of his shell and in hindsight he thinks it was a good thing he thinks that's the reason he became the bachelors because he started playing the game as it were i mean you don't get to become the bachelor if you don't do what they want at you know while you're on the bachelorette there is a level of like you know uh, you do have a cer- certain level of autonomy but at the same time if they want you to come out of the limo doing something goofy Unless you have a better plan for them, you're kind of stuck doing the goofy things. So that's why it's always ridiculous when everyone goes, oh, my gosh, so-and-so was so offensive or so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that. It's like, chill out. First of all, they don't have as much control over it as one may think. And um, even if even if they did say or do something and it came out of their mouth, you don't know what kind of forces to be where they're pushing them in that direction. All right, let's finish out this clip. What was the most unexpected thing that you discovered in this journey? Uh, I'll use night one. We just saw it. There were sisters on night one. So that was pretty oh, wow. unexpected. Uh, I didn't have. That's yeah, be tricky. Yeah, it was something that you didn't really think coming in would be. Uh, but it's already awkward enough to be dating 32 women at once. So throwing sisters in the mix, you just run with it. Was it more fun or more awkward, the, the juggling all those women? I think that I would be honest saying it was a little awkward. I, I don't think it's ever fun. But to get to know them, to get to hear their stories, that's amazing. But it's awkward to date that many women at once. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. I feel like in 10 years when he's settled down and he's with the same person, he's going to look back and go, oh, I wish I gave so-and-so a chance. Now, not to say that doesn't mean he's not going to love his final pick or whatever it goes down with his season, but of course, I mean, as awkward and fearful as it may be right now, there will be a time in the future where he looks back uh, with rose-colored glasses as like, wow, I got to date all those women I want, huh? <laughs> not, not a bad gig. But, but you seem like a, a, a very nice young man, and I, I love that you play it. tennis. We've made a game up here. Um, we're calling it Game, Set, Match. So we're going to give you a list of the qualities that you can potentially find in a partner. You tell us which of the three you'd be game for right now, mm-hmm. which one you're all set with. No mm-hmm. more. You know, you're good on that. Yep. And and then which quality would be the perfect match for you? All right, let's do it. All right, so early riser, sense of humor, loves long walks on the beach. Uh, 
all set with early riser. No, no way. <laughs> I, I like my sleep. Uh, I'll do game for long walks on the beach and perfect match. Sense of humor. Got to have it. I'm surprised he's a tennis pro and isn't an early riser. Don't, isn't tennis like golf where you get on the courts early? All right. What the hell do I know? All right. Another Bachelor news. We have Caitlin Bristow commenting for the first time on Zach Clark's Instagram. He posted a reel and she said, collagen got me influenced. Well, we'll have to see if she She's influenced to fall in love with Zach, as this may be the first of a soft launch of public flirting. All right, I've got Golden Bachelor drama, I've got Clayton Eckerd drama, and I've got Non-Bachelor drama. Got the hint? Lots of drama. I'll come into you right after the break. I made a video on this, but I'll cover it briefly. Golden Bachelor, very strange situation. Yet Susan and Kathy uh, posting from their vacation it looks like April either blocked them or unfollowed them. Here's what they had to say. Have a listen. We're skinned, but we're missing April. I know. Miss you, April. Wish, Wish you were here. Wish you didn't have to work this week. Yeah. I hope that roof came out okay. So Susan says, hope that roof came out okay. Wish you were here. Wish you didn't have to work this week. Well, April posted this. For all the folks from Texas and Pennsylvania that are daunting me about why I am not going to St. Martin, although it is none of your business and there are only three people who knew I canceled, but karma never sleeps. Here are the reasons. I have a job and I can't keep taking off. My roof has a major leak and I have to pay for the damages. My dog's freaking out. My son's birthday and he doesn't need to see me on a beach at this time. I don't get that. I have to go to New York to see my granddaughter. I'm an adult. It's like, April, you didn't have to share all this. But then she goes, only three people knew I canceled and I offered to pay for any fees I might have cost them. So whoever sent you, please respect me and don't follow me for their dark feelings. This is adult bullying and it is a low, dense energy. This is a poor example of what adult females should act like. I seriously feel like I'm on the Golden Bachelor Part 2 and I'm the new Teresa being targeted. Shame on you. Now look, I'm willing to admit if I'm wrong here, but uh, you know, based on my uneducated opinion, I kind of feel like April's the one who, you know, you know when people say, I don't want drama or I'm cutting all the drama out of my life. It's always like, well, why is there so much drama in your life? I kind of feel like that's April. Again, I don't know too much, but um, I don't see Susan. I know Kathy, by all means, could be an instigator. We did see how she acted on her season. I just don't see Susan acting that way. But again, I could be wrong. Another piece of content we covered in today's YouTube, I'm just going to play a clip for you here, is Kat Izzo saying she's got the tea and she... Eh, slightly shades ex fiance John Henry. Have a listen. We're finally officially out of Florida. It's never felt better. This is like a really big deal because this has been in the works since before Bachelor. I had this planned and unfortunately it got put on even more hold because of you know who. He who shall not be named. Yada. <laughs> so I became a nurse practitioner like a day ago. And it's still just like surreal to me that I don't ever have to study again. Never again. These last few months have just been like horrible for me. If God would have told me that my year was gonna consist of going on two reality dating shows, going through a breakup at the same time that I had to study for my biggest certification exam and also move across the country at the same time, I would have been like, yeah, right. A month and a half ago, I wish I could just like 
tell that girl now that everything was going to be okay, like where I am today. Spend. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying Kat didn't go through real feelings with her breakup, but it's only been a month and a half after breaking up with your fiance. Now, again, these are terms we use because they say they get engaged on the show. And of course, they barely know these people. So maybe, it, maybe it's that they get over them faster because they don't really know them. I don't really know. But either way, as far as Kat's concerned, I say spill the tea. As you guys know, big fan of Kat, big fan of whatever tea she has. And how about this? Um, Nick Vile is in the news here on Extra TV. He's starring in a new Mucinex commercial, which actually makes sense. Even when you don't hear him talk, he does look like he's congested. Former Bachelor Nick Vile. I'm not going to let anything come between me and a really great love story. Is preparing for a new challenge, his first child with fiance Natalie Joy. Beautiful. Yeah, we're super yeah. excited. We got a wedding on the way. We have a daughter on the way. I'll be a very hands-on dad. Anything I can do to help, I'm, I'm here to do it. And Nick saying prepared ahead of his baby's arrival, partnering with Mucinex because life's too busy to be hit with a cold. By the way, how how is this a story? Now, obviously, Mucinex paid for this, which we probably shouldn't have covered it because it's just an advertisement. But could you imagine trusting a news source? Now, I know it's entertainment news, so it doesn't have the same journalistic integrity. But could you imagine being like, oh, yeah, extra, extra shares of news. And it's like, ever get hit with a cold? Go to Mucinex. And it's like, what are we doing? And again, this is because nobody watches commercials anymore. So they do these sort of like in in article ad reads the point is is like you know you just be careful we get your news but again if anyone's getting their news from extra solely that's really on you every once in a while you you wake up you're not feeling your best and you need a little bit of a morning jolt we caught up with nick at mucinex pop-up kickstart cafe in new york where he served hot coffee to commuters i relied on mucinex kickstart it really helped. It's got that multi-symptom cold and flu relief. It's got a burst of this wonderful cooling sensation when you take it. Uh, thank God I had it. And, and, by, <laughs> and by the way, I can't make this up. You have to join the Patreon to see this right now. Um, Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Nick is posing next to Mr. Mucus, the mascot for Mucinex, and it's essentially just a giant snot. It's a, I don't know what else to call it. Mr. Mucus is a booger. So who's the bigger booger, Nick or Mr. Mucus? You'll be the judge. All right. Well, that, 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 uh, that made me laugh there. But hey, Extra TV's got to make their money somehow. It's a failing world that they live in. Uh, we've got Jacob Elordi. Do you know Jacob Elordi? Oh, Lordy, it's Jacob Elordi in Olivia Jade. Remember Olivia Jade, daughter of um, uh, Full House star, whatever her name is. Uh, it appears that they're still dating after there were reports they broke up. She's been at Saturday Night Live rehearsals, and you know, and then here I am. I guess I'm out of the loop. I go, who's Jacob Elordi? I don't know who this guy is. Well, he's uh, on, I guess, the the late night TV shows. Um, he stars in the movie Saltburn, which I've heard there's a lot of full frontal nudity. And if you can judge by the females in the audience here, it looks like he's uh, he's doing okay for himself. Have a listen. There is a, a bathtub scene. <laughs> and uh... there it is. <laughs> It inspired, inspired people to release Jacob Elordi bathwater candles. <laughs> Have you seen these at all? Or? Yes, Kaylee, uh, my co-star from Priscilla actually sent me uh, the, the videos of 
of people doing this. I want to know who's making the money. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're like, I must my, be my rich. was like, great, where's my money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? I must be loaded. Yeah, yeah, you had nothing to do with any yeah. of these. Yeah, nothing. Uh, I thought we actually bought one. I thought it'd be kind of fun to have you. Do you want to smell your own candle? Uh, this is Jacob Lordy's bathwater. All right, so either way, he's got his own bathwater candle, so he must be doing something right. Again, I, I guess I'm just late to the party. I don't know who he is. Uh, but I tell you, I know who Hugh Hefner is, and his widow says she was brainwashed. Well, you thought Joey was brainwashed on charity season. How about the widow of Hugh Hefner? Hugh Hefner's legacy is getting reexamined years after his death, part of which has to do with what his widow now says about their marriage, calling it toxic and backwards. I mean, I'm not surprised she was probably 25 and he was probably 85. What are we doing here? Christ Crystal Hefner, who is Hugh's third and final wife and who is still married to him when he died in 2017, is coming out with a new memoir soon. Of course she is. And in it, she kind of trashes her late husband, not to mention the culture she says was cultivated in his Playboy world. The book's called Only Say Good Things, Surviving Playboy and Finding Myself. And the title, she says, is based on what she claims Hugh Hefner asked to say about him when he was gone. While Crystal did do that in the immediate aftermath of his passing, she's now singing a different tune, looking back at their relationship with regret and disgust. As Oh yeah, you never want your ex to say that she, or your widow to say regret and disgust when discussing you. As the New York Times put it in a new profile, as for why she's flip-flopping, Crystal suggests she was under a spell. She says, at the time, I must have been brainwashed or something. There was a lot of allegations she's floating about how Hugh, including claims that he was strict about her appearance and weight, not to mention making sure she kept to a curfew he'd set for her. I, I wonder if Hugh Hefner used Mucinex. <laughs> I feel like he would have been a Mucinex guy. Either way, I guess that book will come out. If there's anything salty from it, we will be the first to cover it. All right, well, let's wrap up after the break here some uh, some more stories in the bachelor in entertainment world and then we're going to send you on to a fantastic weekend i can feel it it's going to be a good one we'll be back right after this snoop dog only fans says his uh eggplant is worth a hundred million dollars but wife's not going for it so i guess his wife is not letting him join only fans for a cool nine figure payment have a listen one of them little girls was she made like 20 million on there right there's like uh, OnlyFans wants you to come on there and snoop and do. You can do about a hundred million. All you gotta do is pull that thing out. I'm like, nigga, I got a black wife. Ain't no way in the world she gonna allow me to go on there and pull that thing out for no amount of money. Nah, I got I got a black woman as well, and you know, again, for no amount of money, uh, <laughs> am I gonna be allowed even if I wanted to? However, you know, there are ways around things. Right. So. He guys said there's ways around things. Hey, honey, can you come in here for a second? For $100 million. Hey, Tasha, I'm going to need you. Come in, fly in. Oh, she's she's uh, brushing her teeth here. Come closer. Come to the microphone. For $100 million, would you let me do an OnlyFans? Hold on. She's she's spitting out. I uh, I, I like to catch people in a, in a surprise here. She's spitting out her... Um, her uh, br teeth brushing here. We're about we're about to go to um, Pottery Barn Outlet. A very exciting day for me, uh, Domestic Dave. All right, for a hundred million dollars, would you let me join OnlyFans? Absolutely. She said absolutely. Okay, hold on. So let's for thirty thousand dollars, would you let me join OnlyFans? Thirty thousand dollars. That's the number. What are you gonna do on OnlyFans? Just jerk jerk it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> she said ew, but she didn't say no. I mean, look, not that I would want to do it. Thirty thousand 
She said it's not that much. Said, not that much. Obvious, so obviously a hundred million dollars is a lot of money, but there's got to be there's a, you know economics. There's a price for everything. How much? Okay, you know what? We don't need to get into it. Uh, point being is no one's paying for it. Just join the Patreon. Uh, it's PG thirteen. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. That's all you need to do. Um, okay, folks. Uh, what else do we have? Let's fly through it. Japan uh, dropped a robot on the moon, but was it successful? Is the question. Well, let me tell you this. I had a two. I had a two thousand and four Toyota Matrix that had a check engine light on for fifteen years and it drove perfectly fine. So my guess is is that that uh, robot they drop on the moon is going to last forever. Japan is now the fifth country to get some kind of spacecraft up on the big ball of cheese in the sky, landing their moon sniper Explorer Friday, part of which they streamed live to document the momentous occasion. But the question was, is it going to survive? I mean, it looks like it's fine so far. I tell you what's not going to survive is that cargo plane they saw that was a ball of fire above Miami. I, I hope it landed okay. I just saw the video of it. Uh, and by the way, if you want to catch my other content, I am in need of support on TikTok and Instagram. I've been posting Clayton Eckerd uh, updates. I'm sharing the emails that I got accusing me, you know, that uh, the FBI was looking into me and all the crazy aspects of Jane Doe's paternity scandal. So if you want to be, uh, if you want to help me elevate that, go onto uh, Instagram and TikTok. My username is the same on both. D Niels, D-N-E-A-L-Z. So please go check that out over there. And by the way, speaking of Mr. Mucus himself, Nick Vial, uh, should we call him Mr. Mucus from now on? Uh, hey, take the money. I don't blame him. I would do a Mucus commercial. I would do a, you know, whatever. You know, I don't know. Get, you know, uh, Rolades. I mean, what, whatever you need out there. Uh, Preparation H, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. Get that money. Uh, but either way, he released new merchandise called like payroll husband after making fun of Sheena uh, for her husband being on the payroll, even though he isn't. Well, I tell you what, we've had a lot of success this week with our merchandise, which is called I am a fan of Dave Neal asterisk some podcaster, which of course is what Nick referred to me as when they deleted my name. Well, this is the last day to buy that merch. I guess I'll leave it up through the weekend, but I'm going to take that merch down. So last chance to buy it if you want to be one one of the lucky hundred or so that bought t-shirts, crew neck sweatshirts, uh, uh, I got, you know, uh, aprons, whatever, tote bags and uh, mugs. It's all on there. So if you want, you basically, you buy it, you go to the website, there'll be a link in the description below and it'll send you to, uh, you know, it, it, um, it'll custom make uh, the logo onto the different merch you want, comes to different colors, things like that. Now, as far as Clayton's concerned, we got the court documents, which I posted on YouTube of the non appearance. That's right. He got stiffed, as it were, by Jane Doe. She didn't show up to her deposition. She's going to be held liable liable for all of the court costs, you know, uh, canceling on the court reporter, the videographer, the muffins they ordered, all that jazz. Here's a piece of the email that Clayton's lawyer wrote to Jane Doe's lawyer. Um, and um, boy, I mean, don't you, you shouldn't ever piss off a lawyer, right? She, of course, pissed off Clayton's lawyer several years ago when she accused him of heinous crimes. And here's uh, his response to her lawyer, Corey. Um, 
uh, Clayton will not be agreeing to a protective order or filing this case under seal. Your client went to The Sun, People Magazine, TMZ, Reddit, Medium, and continues to post and contact the media to date. It is highly doubtful that you will be able to meet the high burden to have a case sealed. You are aware from the pleadings we will absolutely be addressing the malignancy of her allegations, including her historic prior allegations as they are directly relevant to her bad faith motivation to file this matter. Your client also repeatedly refers to her prior pregnancies in her emails and text messages to Clayton, which we disclosed. Moreover, her prior allegations are entirely relevant to our motion for sanctions, as she has a history of fabrications, and her playbook in this underlying matter is almost identical. Yeah, hey guys, that's why we've been covering it. She goes, I don't know why this Dave Neal guy has so much interest in my reproductive history. Well, because your story has been repeated over and over with multiple different victims, and we feel like you're not telling the truth. So why don't you just do a deposition position. Now, you may hear my dog barking in the background. That's because he's ready to go out and play. So without further ado, I'm going to call it quits on this week. I will have a YouTube video up tomorrow morning. I might have a driving with Dave up tomorrow morning, still working on getting that out here as I'm moving to my new home over the weekend. So very busy things happening on my end. I hope you're all having a fantastic one. And I hope that the next Bachelor Rush Hour podcast you hear of mine is from my new studio and I hope to uh, share that crystal clear audio with you. Everybody, thanks again for all of the support, and y'all have a fantastic weekend. As always, I'm Dave Neal, and this was The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.